Welcome to Table for One with your hosts, Beth Howdyshell. This is the thing, is that I can make anything fun. Alyssa Bell. Just remember I can make anything fun because I'm Beth! <laughs> Hannah Ingram. And I repeat, I am available. <laughs> and Rachel Michelle. Boss. Someone should call the police because you just stole my heart. Hello, it's Alyssa, and Olive is here with me too. We are really excited this week to be able to bring you the second half of my interview with Anna, Jamie, and Josiah. Three really great friends who are willing to dig deep, who are willing to talk about hard stuff, uh, who are willing to hit the table literally every time they had a point to make. Thanks, Josiah. Um, But really, it, it was just such an amazing time sitting down with them and hearing from them having them share their stories. I've known, you know, several of them for quite a long time and I, there were things in there that I didn't know. And so that was really super sweet. The reason that I am not with my normal co-host is because I did a thing. I decided to run away to the land of single men. That's right. I'm talking about Albany, New York, (laughs) which as you all know, is where all of the single men are. So that is now where I am, (laughs) but really I am actually in Albany, New York. So uh, just after Christmas, I applied to a job for a church and in February I went and interviewed and it has all happened so fast, but I am now living in Albany, New York and I am working for Life Church and I am exhausted. Um, the, the change, the transition, the moving, I am like coming off of all of the adrenaline from all of the excitement of it and man, I'm crashing, but I'm really grateful. I have met several single men since I've been here. I don't know how old any of them are, but yeah, I mean, everybody that I work with is married. So that's kind of a bummer, right? Anyways, I just want you to know I did not run away from Table for One. I did not run away from Rachel, Hannah, and Beth. We are still, in fact, friends. I am still, in fact, here and alive. Olive is still here. She's adjusting. But, yeah, we're just in a different place in a different season. And I think, and it's not, actually, it's not just that I think it. I know that that's okay. And I'm excited. And I will have to tell you that even my father who does listen to this podcast. Hi, Dad. He said, maybe you'll meet your husband in Albany, New York. And I said, yes, Dad, maybe. And that was about as hopeful as I got. (laughs) So who knows? Stay tuned. Oh, actually, yes, I am going to meet my husband in Albany, New York, because I forgot to talk about the fact that John Christ is doing three shows in Albany, New York this summer and I intend to be there. They're smaller venues and actually it's right down the road from the church that I'm working at. So like probably nine minutes away. So I'm going to be there. I'm going to meet him. That's late July. You guys can just, why don't we just like set the save the date right now? We'll say early August. We're going to tie the knot. Olive's finally going to have a dog dad. Well, no, it'll be a real dad because he's not a dog. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, so again, I am excited to bring you this interview with Josiah, Jamie, and Anna for some hard stuff, but stick with us because 
there's dessert at the end. See you soon. How has walking through the ending of this relationship or relationships, this experience, how has that informed the way that you will do relationships in the future or how you currently do relationships? Yeah. Although I don't think anyone here is currently in a relationship. Nope. So how has this experience informed the way that you will do relationships in the future? Hmm. I think one of the biggest things for me, um, similar to Jamie, there was a few people at the very beginning that said like, hey, we don't think this is the best idea for you. And just the significance of listening to the people that God places in your life. Like the Bible talks so much in Proverbs about how um, we need to be pursuing the wisdom of others and um, listening to each other. And I think that was one of the biggest problems that not only in my own relationship, but that I've seen in a lot of relationships and people our age, um, is that we do them very secluded. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's my relationship and no one else is allowed to talk about it and no one else is allowed to know my problems and like... Um, I don't want anyone to see what goes on behind closed doors. Like, it's just, Mm. it's the two of us and that's it. And I think that that was, like, extremely detrimental. Um, And I've seen that be harmful for other people as well. And so I think that's one of the biggest things for me is, like, going forward, I want whatever relationships I'm in to be a lot more open and to be constantly scrutinized by community and by um, my mentors and people that I really trust and respect. And I want that to be... On, for both of us as individuals, but both like us as a couple as well, for my hypothetical boyfriend that I do not have, uh, <laughs> to be constantly in community. Because when we do things alone, um, or even alone together, like there's so much more room for danger and for hurt, um, and just like none of us really know what we're doing in this life. Like we're all just figuring it out as we go. But it's a lot easier when you have other people speaking life into your life, and so just being willing to do that with others. Um, is a huge thing that I think, like, I want going forward. Um, and then the second thing is, uh, it's still a process that I'm figuring out as I go, but when you see something really, really great in a person, then you start to cast that as, like, that's who that is. And so, um, like, they did something really selfless here. They're a really selfless person. Oh, okay, um, okay. Or they, they really pursued me well they will continue to pursue me and pursue other great things and they will be driven and all these things that we like cast these positive qualities onto other Mm. people um which sometimes i know other people do that negatively like you can easily cast negative qualities but for me personally i know that i cast positive qualities onto people Mm -hmm. um and not that i should be like oh let me find all the terrible things in your life because i know i have more than my fair share but um just being willing to say like okay, who are you actually as a person, not who do I want you to be? Um, or who, what things do you actually value, not what things can I fit into what I want in a person? Or how can I contort you uh, to fit my ideal of what I think a man should be? And so just a lot more awareness of, like, who are you actually and who am I saying you are or thinking you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And just an awareness that, like, every human being is going to have flaws. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> yeah. like not having this weird veil over a person where we think that they're perfect yeah 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 i don't i don't think i want to like assume that that person's gonna always be the same because it's like Mm -hmm. it's because i don't like change so if i'm really dwelling on all those really great things and they start changing which is not a bad thing but like they start changing and then i start i start thinking like you know what's going on why are they different like are they the same person that i fell in love with i don't want to like 
yeah, just focus on the good things and make that my like make that my person. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, I think uh, part of that temptation comes from when you want so badly for it to work. Right. And so I think being okay with relationships not working earlier on makes them not as painful if they end later. Because, like, when you're expecting, oh, this is the person I'm going to marry, that makes it so much harder. Like, regardless of whether you dated for six months or six years, if you have that expectation of that person in that relationship, that's what makes it so hard um, when it ends. Or I mean, there's a lot of things that make it hard, but that's one thing that makes <laughs> it really, really hard. Yeah. And so I think going in with that expectation of, like, this could work, it also could not, and therefore, like you're able to kind of process through that better, hopefully. (laughs) But I don't want to, like, set myself up for failure either. Yeah. All right, Jamie, share with us your wisdom. (laughs) Ah, All right. Well, I'm not going to be so careful. I think that's the opposite of what I, like, started out. I think, like, right after the breakup, I was like, going for it, I'm going to be especially careful. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you mean about not being as careful? Well, I think... So with this relationship, in the beginning, I was so afraid of getting, like, too attached. Because I approach things so slowly at first. It's like, okay, tiptoe, 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 and then, like, dive in. It's, like, this weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really, really, really slow, and then I'm, like, committed forever. But it takes me a long time to get to that place. Because when I get to that place, I'm all in. Which is hard, because then when it doesn't work, it shatters you into a million pieces. Um, And so I was so careful, and I was so wrapped up in trying to always, like, be a pleaser. But now I'm, like, now I'm not afraid of strong emotions. Mm -hmm. And I'm not afraid of breaking (laughs) Mm -hmm. as much anymore, which is so freeing, you know? It's so freeing. Like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to be as careful. I'm going to let myself love that new person if there ever ever comes to be a new person maybe there never will maybe there will be i don't know if there is and like i'll let myself fall in love with them completely and if it shatters then it shatters and i've lived before and i'll live again (laughs) um but now i've seen like oh like even though this one didn't work like i wish i had let myself get attached Mm -hmm. earlier because it broke anyway (laughs) you know so i wish i had just dove right in from the beginning that's an Um. interesting thing i think that's part of the reason why i was so determined to make it work was because i was convinced that if i went through a breakup i would literally die like i was like (laughs) there is no way that i will survive the pain of like that level of heartbreak so it was like i just have to keep working to make this work because otherwise like like i die um (laughs) and living through it does like i feel so much more confident where i'm like i like i survived i was strong enough and like it was not as bad as I was expecting, actually. That does give you so much more freedom to just, to love and to, like, try again. Because it's like, well, the worst that could happen happened, and I'm still here. So, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Okay, here's the last question. What advice would you give someone about how they could help a friend walk through a breakup? So, like, Jamie, you kind of mentioned about people showing up. And I think a lot of times, like you said, people don't show up because they're like, ooh, what if I bring it up? Is it going to make it worse? What do I do? Mm-hmm. So as people who have walked through breakups, how could how could friends help their friends? Yeah. Just being present, like, with you. Mm-hmm. Because, when like, the hardest time for me was when I was alone. Like, what Jamie said is, mm-hmm. like, I am 
thinking a million times a second. It's just like I'm, all these thoughts are going everywhere. And it was really depressing for me to like go through that and be emotionally drained all the time. Mm -hmm. And when my friends were with me, I slowly started to forget about those things that I was dwelling on. I slowly started to like, you know, heal. And just like my friends, even if we're not like doing anything like special, like going out to eat or something like that, even like just being present and watching cartoons together, like it doesn't matter. But like, yeah present like I had a roommate that was super great so he was like always there for me and stuff like that and I thought for me it was weird when people wanted to be like hush hush around me about like the breakup like for me it was like yeah we can talk about it I don't care even if it was even if it was like a month after it just happened hmm. so like don't be so I don't, this may not be the same for everyone but don't be so like hesitant to talk about what happened because sometimes talking about it mm -hmm. helps you get your thoughts out there instead of having everything inside hmm. yeah so don't be so like he probably doesn't want to talk about that because he i can tell he's really hurting for me it was like i needed to talk about it i needed a vent and i needed to get my thoughts outside mm -hmm. and i needed other people to pour into me with what like what i was going through mm -hmm. so just being present and don't being don't make it so taboo. Yeah. I think is what I would want. Hmm. Yeah, I think that was super healing when people would ask how I was doing or want to talk about it because like for me specifically since we had been together for so long and I had moved up here, all of my friends were also friends with him or like so much of my social circle overlapped with his. So it was hard for me to know who I could talk with about it because I didn't want to like change anyone else's opinion of him or anything like that um, so I did keep so much to myself for so long and so it was the most freeing and helpful thing to me was when someone would say like hey do you want to talk about it or like how are you doing with that like what can I be praying about for you or anything like that that just like gave me an opportunity to share what was going on in my mind because you are thinking so mm -hmm. many things and it's impossible to process it all on your own and so like any little amount of just like like, I don't know, maybe it's just my personality, but I didn't want to burden people with my issues, and I didn't want to, like, talk about this traumatic thing if they yeah. didn't want to hear about it. Anytime someone, like, asked that, that meant so much to me. But then also just, like, being friends in general. Yeah, so if you have a friend that's going through a breakup, um, being willing to, to invite them out to things, because especially if you've been in a relationship for a while, you're used to having someone to talk to all the time, and you're used to having someone to go on adventures with and to, like, mm -hmm. do life with. And so to suddenly lose that, like you do suddenly feel extremely lonely and very boring and like that you don't have anyone to talk to. So being willing to be that person, especially really early on in the breakup is like very, very helpful to just feel like, okay, this is going to be okay. There are other people in the world and you're not alone in that. I mean, this is kind of a question that we didn't end up asking, but um, turning to God through it is like, I mean, if, I'm assuming that most people that listen to this are going to be people that have some kind of relationship with God, but that is like the, the only person that can really heal you. And so that was the most healing thing for me was like, I talked with Jesus more in that season than like the rest of my life combined. Um, <laughs> like me and Jesus were all the time talking and, um, something that someone said on a podcast one time that really stuck out to me was your feelings are true, but your God is truer. Um, and it was just really important to me to like, as I was processing through my feelings and stuff, like allowing myself to deal with feelings, but then also reminding myself of who God really is and who like 
what he promises to us and who he promises to be. And so as a friend or as someone who's walking through this, like reminding yourselves of those truth truths um, and pointing yourselves to the God who is truer than the feelings of just desperation and depression, honestly, it's just like all of the, the weight that comes with that. Yeah, I would say I agree with you guys. <laughs> I think for me, part of it was because I was kind of the opposite as I kind of, didn't turn away from God, but my faith just totally, the faith that I had totally just did not mm-hmm. come through in that situation at all. I feel like it was more harmful than helpful, like the faith that I had in that season. And now I feel more alive and like <laughs> genuine and like a strong yeah. faith than ever, than I ever have in my whole life. Mm-hmm. But in that season, well, first of all, like you guys said, like, don't be afraid to reach out to that person. And even if you say the wrong thing, sometimes it's better than having nothing said to them. <laughs> like, um, I had a lot of people message me, people I hadn't talked to for years or people that I only yeah. talked to like three times in my life that I never would have expected to reach out, you know, message me on Facebook and, mm-hmm. be like, and it was great. And some people didn't even know that we had broken up and like sent me letters about I hope the wedding's great you know but but it wasn't even you know part of it is having humility yourself and not being mad at the people trying to reach out um and uh, you know just being so thankful for people reaching out in any capacity and I think part of it especially because my friend group well some of my friend group are like very almost like Christian atheists and (laughs) some are like very conservative and some are like it's all over the board and like when I was hanging out at the cafe there was people literally practicing witchcraft and all this stuff all across the board faith-wise and just being open to having discussions of hard questions and being okay with not having answers you do not have to have answers you just have to be there and I think advice to a person going through a breakup like just let your heart be broken open and lean into it and it's worth it on the other end like it's so painful but the only way past it is through it mm-hmm. um, like the only way to through to the other side of healing is letting yourself totally be broken for a bit mm-hmm. and not feeling guilty like some people will get over it really fast one thing I felt guilty about was that I just I know we're talking about this the other day like the, the phrase like I miss you but I don't wish you were here <laughs> And that's how I felt. Like, there was not really a time that I wanted to get back with him. (laughs) Um, As soon as it ended, I could see that, like, this... Mm -hmm. It's so good that it ended. I'm so thankful that it ended. Um, And I miss you, but I don't wish you were here. But hearing some other people's stories of how much they missed that person kind of made me feel guilty for not Mm. missing them. It was, like, just much more... This nebulous hairball of <laughs> hairball. <laughs> <I> don't know shit <laughs> yeah. um, and brokenness, yeah. but just allowing yourself to go through it and trusting that God is bigger than your doubts of Him. Mm-hmm. And if that brings you to a season of doubting and not understanding and asking hard questions, like go for it. God's gonna be there. If God's really as big and powerful and loving as He says He is, then He's gonna be there on the mm-hmm. other side, whether you turn and like kind of ignore it for a little bit or not (laughs) you know i think that is that's really important advice to like really lean into the brokenness because i think at least for me assuming you guys feel the same way but like i like who i am as a person better now than i did oh yeah yeah and like (laughs) like 
all of the growth and all of the change that's happened in my life since then has been so significant and so beneficial and so important. And none of it would have happened without that. And so even though like it was extremely painful at the time, like I genuinely just like who I am a lot more now and like seeing how how different things are in a good way um, and how much God has grown that. And so um, that doesn't happen by avoiding the pain or by pretending it's not happening. Each each situation is so different. Like the first long-term relationship I had that ended, that took me like a year to get over. And the second one, like I'm still processing through a lot of it, but I honestly was like totally fine 24 hours after. Like I didn't cry once after that. I was just like <laughs> one and done. Um, but like it's still a process and there's still a lot to go through. And so you can't really look at other people and say like, oh man, they, they got over it so much faster or they're processing through it so much better. Like it's, it's different for every person in each situation. Um, but it is important to be dealing with those emotions and go to counseling if you can. Yeah, I um, said that. Yeah. 100%. I didn't, but I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. Therapy would have been great. Therapy <laughs> helped so much that I didn't, um, I did with the first one. I didn't with the second. And, um, that was honestly so helpful because the thing is like, none of us, we don't come prepared to process emotions. Like we're not born with this knowledge of how to deal with difficult things, um, very well. And for me in particular, like I just had no concept of how to process through all the things I was feeling. And so it was, I was just suppressing it and channeling it into really unhealthy behaviors, um, and ideas and things like that. And so it just really helps to have someone, first of all, to talk to, um, cause again, like you have all these millions of thoughts and you need to process them and you don't know how. Um, so having someone to talk through with them, but then also having someone that can help you channel that healthily and effectively instead of into really negative um patterns and behaviors because i know a lot of people jump into like rebound relationships and um just you know different addictions and things like that to try to mask the pain instead of actually processing through it um and that is not helpful for anyone so 100 percent recommend counseling even if you're not going through a breakup go to counseling (laughs) just go to counseling i haven't been through a break breakup but i've been through counseling and it's amazing yeah yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think another side note that I want to add to in Christian culture, like purity culture and stuff Whoa. like that can be so harmful <laughs> because and like, I know for me, I thought mm. that like, oh, no one's going to want to be with someone who's been engaged and like, mm. and, and has already been through all of this. And I mean, we were pretty physical and stuff like that. And you, that you can get that ingrained in your mind that like, oh, I'm ruined yeah. now <laughs> yeah. but where you're so much more than that like don't let culture tell you that you are not worthy of love in the future just because of this and this and this and this like mm-hmm. um that can be a damaging aspect but yeah um yeah you can be a whole person <laughs> Jesus, mm-hmm. regardless of what anything that happened mm-hmm. um and someone who's intimidated by that past probably is not for you anyway (laughs) yeah so yeah all right one more question for you guys yeah I need to know about a dessert you've eaten recently. <laughs> right on. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Guys, this well, is you so think embarrassing. I don't have to think. I totally had one right before okay. I got oh, here. Okay, yes. <laughs> All right. So we, each segment of the podcast is based on a meal. Uh-huh. So we have an appetizer, meat and potatoes. But every week we talk about dessert. And it's just the dessert you've eaten recently. Yeah. 
So, Anna, I guess... Are you guys ready for this? Yeah. Okay, so I was at the grocery store, and I saw this dairy-free mousse, and I was like, let me try this. And so it's basically like ice cream, (laughs) but it's way fluffier. And it, first of all, super disappointing. Would not eat it again. But when I was eating it, because I'm like... (laughs) Wait, it's so confused. Okay. (laughs) So while I was eating this disappointing dessert, I'm like... (laughs) the least glamorous person I got it all in my hair and then as like the adult that I am I was like oh I don't need to shower let me just wipe that out and leave that for tomorrow so I just like licked the mousse out of my hair Yes. Yes, and, and then I had to curl my hair because half my head was curly and the other half wasn't. It was like and wet then it smelled spit. like I was in an ice cream store because it was like heated up ice so cream bad, smell, which is not bad, honestly. Like it was a real treat, but it was also a little bit disgusting. New shampoo, I that you know, yeah, yeah, ice cream just ice cream. ice cream licked out of your hair. <laughs> so that was my dessert. That's very fantastic. glamorous. <laughs> I think we can beat that. That's beautiful. Oh, I also keep a chocolate bar in my purse at all times because you never know Amen. when you need chocolate. Exactly. Yeah. All the time. You're smart. You're a smart woman. Yeah. <laughs> Josiah, any desserts recently? Recently. Today and last night I had dessert. But today it was like somebody walked into the kitchen with a coconut chocolate bar and was like, mm. hey, try this. And I tried it and it was like pretty okay like great wait say coconut chocolate bar like a chocolate bar that had coconut in it or is it like one of the okay Okay. it was like i don't know where he got it or whatever covered in chocolate it was like yeah i didn't even like taste the coconut so it was like oh i've had those before it was more just like chocolate and i'm not even like a huge chocolate person Mm -hmm. that's so sad and then last night i had some gummy bears Ooh. oh yeah and i really like gummy bears yeah gummy bears are good Sometimes I like to tell myself that I'm doing the good thing and I get the like organic gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had those? So I'm like, ah, this is fine. They're organic. And I'm like, Alyssa, they're frigging gummy bears. <laughs> Jamie. Oh man. Well, I work with someone who leads a Girl Scout troop and he does fundraising Ooh. through selling Girl Scout cookies. So how could mm. I not get some? True. So I've had some. Finmans and Samoas. Those are my favorites. Finmans so, are my favorite too. Those have been pretty fantastic. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. I was traveling last weekend and I was in, well, I guess it was a little, it was over a week ago. I was in Oklahoma City and I went to this restaurant called uh, Waffle Champion and they do sweet and savory waffles, but I have an issue with sugar. So of course I got the sweet waffles and i cannot remember what it was but this waffle literally had like frosting on it mm-hmm. and then it came with a side of like whipped cream and it had these like candied pecans crumbled on the top and there was like a cinnamon thing i don't Whoa. know it was amazing i got halfway Whoa. through it and like almost <laughs> fell asleep oh my gosh. <laughs> and then i was like i gotta go <laughs> um, gotta but go. it was divine yeah <laughs> i've so. always wanted to make like a waffle like a taco and like put vanilla they, ice cream in it. Oh, well they did like, they did that and where they like did waffle taco. sandwiches. So they would make the waffle and then they'd fill it with like eggs or, you know, whatever. Oh, and then they'd wrap it up and serve it. Like I've never that. done it though. I used to do a Samoa mm-hmm. waffle have in college. Oh. We had like the Belgian waffle makers in our yep. cafeteria. So I would do the waffle batter with chocolate chips in it. And then I would drizzle on caramel sauce, put more chocolate chips so they would melt. And then do toasted coconut on top of that. And then more caramel sauce and chocolate. And it was like, oh. That was my That's treat great. to myself if I made it to the end of the week. Oh, my word. <laughs> you made it to Friday. <laughs> Sweet. Well, right. thanks, guys. This was great. This was fun. Do we all get to say hasta bye-bye? Awesome! Bye-bye! Bye-bye, Alasa! Bye-bye! <laughs> <laughs>
That's amazing. As always, don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Table for One Pod. Also, shout out to Ian Smith for all the music that you hear on the podcast. Check out Streetside on Spotify to hear more from him. You will do relationships in the future or currently do do. I literally don't think it's funny. It's just that 17 million people I work with think it's funny. So every, I try to avoid it. If that makes sense. We've got a middle school host. Hello? Why are you calling? Who could be calling at this hour? It's probably Beth. Beth? Beth, is that you? What time is it? It is this a gold chain year's on. deep freeze theme is Ducks <laughs> from Hell. <laughs> you thought they were cute? They're not. They're not. They're from Hell. <laughs> it's the devil himself. In duck form. You've ever heard the mark of the beast? These are the beasts. No, I heard. <laughs> I think it's okay that the phone's in the background, right? Listeners, you don't ringing. mind a phone. You know what a phone is, right? Um, <laughs> You've heard of a phone. You've heard of a phone. I've heard of one. Never <laughs> seen one. <laughs> Not if it has a cord. But yeah, your hair just pushed that pin. <laughs> yeah, <that's> really cool. <laughs> Such volume. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so at the end of every episode, we also okay. all say hasta la bye bye together. In a really annoying voice. Okay. So it goes like, hasta la bye bye. Can all you right. do it? Just try it one more time. Hasta la bye bye. Hasta la bye bye. Excuse me, sir. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just like that. All right, ready? All right, so I'm going to count down for three, okay? Three, two, one. Awesome! Bye bye! Bye bye, Alasa!